I'm tearing up. <laughs> I just I about kidding. screamed right now, but I'm not even there. <laughs> now that's inspirational, Natalie. <laughs> I feel inspired today. Part two I, of you this. Can, I could be here for another hour. <laughs> no. I always go, he winds up homeless on the street. It's my fault. <laughs> I don't know what got into my head, but I thought, I thought this thought, you know, if I'm working year round, I might as well get paid year round. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Talk is a weekly 20 minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education and Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud and subscribe today. Now, it's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Good morning, everyone, or good day, depending on what time you listen to this. It's uh, our podcast, our weekly podcast, um, the Sweet Talk podcast. Gary, it is so early in the morning, and I have not had coffee. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been chattering about that. This is being uh, done at a little different time, but you're doing great. Uh, they, great they, intro. <laughs> I, I, love, I love the voice, man, no matter what. Uh, um, it is, it's a new week, a new Monday. Yes, um, I'm Paul Dickey, your your host, and I'm all joined as always by uh, Gary Salazar, our director, and Andy Wilhelm, our marketing person. Thank you guys for joining me today. Hey, thank glad you for to be having here. us. Yeah, okay. doing a good job. Hey, we have a special guest on with us this morning. Paul, can I can I say a few words about her? Oh, absolutely! Please do. All right. Hey, uh, joining us today is uh, is Cami Chopsky. She is the uh, marketing person for the POW MIA Awareness Association here, uh, and uh, we're very, very glad to have her on because we have a special ceremony going on over the whole arena later this week that we're going to be talking about as well. Cami, welcome. I appreciate your getting up early and joining us today, uh, and, and look forward to the conversation. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. It's a very important um, initiative that the Holt Arena has taken on, and, and I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Excellent. Very much. Hey, Angela, thank you for joining us, too. Angela, uh, for everybody uh, who's been joining us before, uh, she is our marketing coordinator here in Continuing Ed and Workforce Training, and she's got a special background for those of you who are watching this. It's the background of the Holt Arena. Oh, thank you, Angela. appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Ah, awesome. Well, let's get into this thing. Cami, would you say a few uh, things about your background first so people understand uh, a little bit about you and then maybe about the position that you're filling with POWMIA? Excellent. Um, my name is Cami Chopsky, and I am part of the, the marketing lane for the POWMIA here in Pocatello, Idaho. And um, I was born and raised here in Pocatello, um, educated in School District 25 and an alumni of ISU. I have a marketing degree from um, ISU. So this is a very um, good and um, local thing for me. Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you very much. And, and you are with this organization called uh, POWMIA. Uh, can you tell us wh what does that organization stand for? What do they do here in our community? Um, the POWMIA, first of all, the letters POW is prisoner of war and MIA is missing in action. And it's actually um, a volunteer nonprofit 501c3 organization um, comprised of veterans and patriots. And we're dedicated to the financial support of the prisoner of war and missing in action issue. And um, we also um, contribute funds to the Idaho State Veterans Home here in Pocatello, Idaho, and other special local um, veteran oriented um, community. Uh, charities in our community. Um, we are uh, guided by the principles of freedom, sacrifice, liberty, and brotherhood to ensure that we maintain a focus 
on the issue for the POWMIA prisoners of war and missing in action. Um, our goal is really to heighten the awareness of the POWMIA issue through the community events that we host. Um, we have a POWMIA awareness rally and motorcycle rodeo. We did our 22nd annual this July um, and that's our fundraiser. That's how we um, raise funds in order to continue this um, educational awareness effort in the, in the local community. Right, and I first came to know you as part of the uh, the group that was working with the Gold Star Families Memorial Monument here, and you were very uh, key in helping coordinate an aspect with uh, your group and the bikers who came on out and did the biker salute. That was really, really special. Uh, appreciate all of that work, and for the group that came out, uh, Paul was there, and Paul got a lot of that on camera too, so uh, it was very nice working with you then. Really thank enjoyed you, that. You. We, we appreciate being invited. Um, a lot of people do see us as, uh, on our motorcycles in the community, and, and we do use those as a, um, um, an attention, uh, a tool to gain attention, um, because then we can spread the awareness and, and educate mm -hmm. the community. The motorcycles are just there to get attention, I guess, a tool. Right, right. And one of the things that's very interesting to me is uh, POWMIA, this is here in Idaho, but we have chapters all across the United States. Is that right? Does, do you know if every state has one? Um, I don't know if every state has one, but it is, like you said, prevalent. Um, our local community uh, um, organization has inspired and supported six similar uh, organizations in our region. Um, we have one in Magic Valley. We have one in the Boise Valley. Um, we also support Elko, um, Nevada, Layton, Utah, Weber County, Utah, and Helena, Montana. Oh, wow. I didn't realize you extend beyond the state. That, that's fairly extensive. Is there a large membership uh, that's part of your group? Um, we do have over 300 members. Um, not wow. all of them are active. So that's kind of with any association, you have a large mm -hmm. membership and then you have a percentage that are actually continue to stay active. I would say we have probably half of those 150 um, who continue to be active, which I think is a pretty high percentage for a local nonprofit organization to have that kind of participation. Wow. Wow. Very good. I, I didn't realize it was that big. And you, you mentioned earlier the, uh, the 22nd annual uh, rodeo or, or MIA POW or POW MIA rodeo event. Yeah. What was Motorcycle that? Motorcycle rodeo and rally. Um, yeah. Every July, um, last weekend or two in July, we host a motorcycle rodeo and rally. And if you're not familiar with that, um, mm. rally tends to be like biker rally. You've heard of those before where motorcyclists get together and and, and are enthusiastic about their motorcycles and things like that. Um, the motorcycle rodeo part of the rally um, is, if you're familiar with a horse rodeo, you know, they have horse events and, and um, we do similar things on motorcycles in dirt. And that's what makes it so much fun is that you think of motorcycles, Harley Davidson style motorcycles, normally a street bike that stays on paved road. And so mm -hmm. to put those in dirt and then put them through rodeo games um, becomes more challenging. And so that's, that's the whole purpose is to, is to provide entertainment in right, that, right. in that way. And I have attended one, uh, one, at least one or two and in the past, and those were very, very interesting. A lot of, a lot of vendors came on out, a lot of people around there, so some great food, some great camaraderie as well. And so this started 22 years ago here? It did. It started out in American Falls. Um, nice. And I, as far as I know, it started in 2001. Um, the first, I know that the rally, the first rally started in 2001. I don't actually know if that's when our chapter was um, 
indoctrinated, but this is when um, the rally started. Uh, it was 2001 out in American Falls, and I believe they were out there for several years before they outgrew the American Falls Fairgrounds and brought it to, to Bannock County to Pocatello. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent. All right, well, let's get let's keep going here. I want to talk a little bit more uh, about what's happening this this weekend. We're having uh, the Idaho State University's first home game in the Holt Arena. And about a couple of years ago, you brought up to me a question of, hey, do you think we could do something like this? And the something like this is bruh, do a celebration with the POW MIA missing man chair. Can you tell us a little bit about that celebration? Yeah, um, a POWMI missing man chair is a, a physical symbol um, of the thousands of American prisoners of war and missing and action service members who are still unaccounted for from all the wars and conflicts that the United States has been involved in. Um, and the purpose of the missing man chair is to represent those service members who are unable to attend the event, um, such as the ISU um, first home football game. Um, so we want to have that chair there because it's empty in perpetuity on purpose to represent those service members and also um, a reminder for those families that are in our community who may have given the ultimate sacrifice if that service member is, is um, unable to return. Um, right, so right. it's, it's um, always meant to be empty and therefore it'll be um, stanchioned off so that no one um, sits in it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's meant to be a, a symbol so that people know that um, those service members are not forgotten. Right. You know, I think a lot of people may, may equate this to, and it's very similar to the missing man formation when there's a flyover yes. uh, for like the Thunderbirds, Blue Angels, or some other group like that. And as the plane flies over an arena, in this case, an open air arena, uh, the plane peels off to signify the lost, uh, the lost airman that was there. Um, and, and this this ceremony is is different because we're going to be inside the Holt and the Holt is a covered arena. Right. So uh, the missing man chair, which we're hoping to install there, and I want to put a little, a little kick in here for our university. This is also being fully supported by Idaho State University. They've been very, very helpful uh, from George Casper to the uh, Athletica at marketing team himself. Our president has said that he wants to be a part of this and they have elected to help position this chair, I believe up near the president's box. Is that what you recall too? That's my understanding. Yeah. I, um, I haven't seen it yet because I haven't seen the inside and the new remodel of the Holterini yet, but I'm looking forward to that this week. Um, so uh, my understanding is that it up, it's up near the president's box and it will always be illuminated so that um, even when you know things are happening in the moment, that chair is always um, spotlighted. Right, right. So right now, I think uh, you are, are one of the key members, Don Williams as well. Certainly, uh, the Idaho State University uh, staff are working together to help set up this ceremony. And the ceremony is going to be taking place uh, this weekend on Saturday, the 17th. Yes. And, and that weekend, this has a very special significance this week as well. Nationally, it's related to POW MIA. Is that right? That's correct. Um, Friday, uh, September 16th, is National POWMI Recognition Day, and that is actually a nationally recognized um, commemoration or date, if you will. Um, it's actually uh, U.S. Congress uh, legislation back in 2016. Um, the Congress put into legislation the National Recognition um, Day for a POWMI chair, missing man chair, to be um, in the U.S. Capitol. 
Um, so we also have a, a, a chair, if you will, that's uh, similar to the one being in, uh, installed in the Holt Arena um, is in the United States Capitol. Right. And for those of you who've not uh, had had the opportunity to take a look at that, if you just Google uh, missing man chair uh, in, in, in our, our capital, you'll see it. it's a beautifully done uh, set uh, arrangement simply. Uh, it's got a plaque. It's got the two flags, a beautiful chair, which is empty. Um, and, and that's the kind of the, the similar look we're going after with this one as well. It's going to have um, its own position. It will be empty. It's going to have uh, the U.S. flag. It's going to have the POW MIA flag right next to it. And as part of that ceremony, which I think we're planning to do during the pregame, uh, mm -hmm. as part of the pregame ceremony, uh, we're going to have uh, another thing happening out on the field. Can you tell us what's going on in the field as part of that ceremony? We hope to have everyone in the region in their seats before 1230. My understanding is the pregame ceremony start at 1230 in the Holt Arena. And um, we have been asked and are happy to display the world's largest POW MIA flag. It's not quite the entire size of the football field, but it is large enough. It's going to take about 30 members of our association, volunteers, patriots, and veterans um, to help unveil that flag. Wow. That's going to be a very significant moment. Of course, all of this is tied to the national anthem as well. And this is all part of the pre-game ceremony. Uh, that, that whole thing by itself is just an amazing uh, thing to bring together, Cami. Thank you for suggesting this you know, two years ago, a little bit over two years ago now, and bringing the thought up, uh, it just happens that it really coincided with uh, the uh, update of the chair systems uh, within the Holt Arena. So perfect timing. It, it's come about nicely. You're welcome. I can't take full credit for it. I think my sister, uh, Nikki Chopsky, was probably the first one um, to mention it, um, but it, it kind of takes a village, if you will, to kind of make it all come to fruition. And so once if the, the idea was spawned, it was kind of like all of us were like, yeah, let's do this. Let's see what we can do to help out and make this happen. I do want to say thank you to ISU because our association, the POWMI Awareness Association of Pocatello, was willing to do whatever fundraising had to happen to fund the chair or the flags or the stanchions or whatever it whatever it is we could do to help make this happen and so to hear that George Casper and um, the president of ISU were um, excited to help fund that that was really generous of them and, and we just want to make sure they know that we really appreciate them including um, the missing man chair in in the whole arena remodel because that's something that we would have attempted to fundraise for um, on our own so that's that's right. really great that that they were willing to, to fund this. Now, we have a lot of veterans here in the state of Idaho, but this is not the only uh, missing man chair ceremony that, that you've put on here. Did, wasn't there another one up in, was it up in Idaho Falls? That's correct. That's correct. This is the first, as far as I know, first collegiate football stadium in the state of Idaho to have one. Um, so go Bengals. Good job, ISU. Way to be on, <laughs> on board for that. Um, it is the second ceremony that our association has done in Idaho. Um, we were able to get um, back before COVID, in, I believe it was in 2019 at Melaleuca Field, um, they installed a missing man chair for the Idaho Falls Chuckers at a baseball game. And so we were there for that. You know, it brings up an interesting question here. I, I I don't know. I have I haven't looked it up, but do you know how many missing man chairs we have across our United States? I don't have a full number. Um, I know that it is um, prevalent in baseball stadiums. Um, mm. I know that the Boston Red Sox, Chicago White Sox, Cincinnati Reds, um, the Miami Marlins, Philadelphia Phillies, Pittsburgh Pirates, um, San Diego Padres, Tampa Bay um, Rays. 
Washington Nationals and also the Atlanta Braves. And the Atlanta Braves one, um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that one went viral a couple of years ago because there was a, a member standing watch over the chair during the game and um, it, it started to rain. Um, and some member of the crowd came over and brought their umbrella and, and held it over the service member's head to protect them from the rain while they were watching over the chair. And it was pretty emotional, pretty good video. So if you haven't seen that, um, that was it. Um, the Atlanta Braves, uh, I think they call it Truest Park. Yeah, what, that, what a great story in itself. What a significant moment there. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, for all of those who are listening out there, whether you're part of a, uh, a military family or a friend or we're in the military, this is an important thing because, you know, we've left people behind, uh, not intentionally, but they, uh, they were, they're missing, they're missing in action. And we want to remember them. We want to bring everybody back. We have people who are still considered POWs overseas or somewhere else. And, and those are folks we don't want to forget. So um, this is an important thing for all of us to pull together, remember as part of our country and remember that these people, uh, they gave. And uh, we owe them by at least not forgetting them. The very least we can do is not forget them. Uh, so for all of you who are out there who are hearing this, who are seeing this, who are picking up on, on this event that's taking place uh, this Saturday, you know, I, I hope you'll show up. Come on down to the Holt Arena. Come be a part of a great game. Come see uh, a wonderful ceremony and a tribute that's being pulled together by this uh, amazing organization. Um, Cammie, you, you've been super. Uh, I really appreciate all the work that you've done in staying with us. I, I, it takes perseverance. It takes a lot of patience uh, for that organization as well. It, it's an incredible thing that you're doing. So thank you for that. Um, you know, before we go, one of the things that I do want to make sure um, I give to every, every one of our, our guests, Paul and Angela as well, want to make sure that you have a, uh, an opportunity to say, if somebody wants to reach out to you, if somebody wants to say, hey, I want to hear more about this, where do I go to find out more information? What's the best way for them to reach out to you? The university just put out a press release um, and we have that posted on our website. Um, it's www.powmiarodeo.org and that's our local um, association um, here in Pocatello. We also support the National League of POWMIA Families and so there is a national website out there. You can just Google that. Um, but if anybody wants to get a hold of us locally, um, we, that, our local website, um, and we also have Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter. And so um, there's kind of a lot of ways to reach out to us. If somebody wants to send an email, they can reach out to me at marketing at powmirodeo.org. Wonderful. Wonderful Excellent. very much. Hey, Paul, Angela, we're, we're getting close to the end of this thing here. Um, before we go, are there any other questions either of you has, or do we want to start wrapping this up? Yeah, just one last question for people who might, um, you know, pick this up audio. Um, what is the actual date of the oh, event? Good point. It's this Saturday, Saturday on the 17th. 17th. Mm -hmm. yeah. September, so Saturday, um, September 17th, uh, 2022. Okay, excellent. Excellent. And then I would just like to thank Kevin Satterley, the president of Idaho State University. I believe we've mentioned him through this podcast, but I don't know if we've mentioned him by name. So I would really like to extend my thank you to Kevin Satterley um, for donating the chair in the space in Holt Arena. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very excellent. much. Uh, appreciate that, Angela. 
Uh, Paul, you want to go ahead and start closing us up here? We, yeah. We've, uh, we've yeah. reached the end. Uh, thank uh, you to Cami Chopsky. Yeah, Cami, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Auntie, always, thank you so much. Yeah, you. Um, Gary, can't do this without you, man. Yeah, more <laughs> coffee next time, yeah. Man, I, yeah, I've been so quiet this one. <laughs> hey, yeah. um, if anyone wants to get a hold of us, they can reach us by emailing us at cetrain at isu.edu. Uh, you can visit our website at cetrain.isu.edu, and you can call us at 208-282-3372. Again, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today, and have a great week. Bye, everybody. Be safe out there. Be safe. Thank you.